calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And welcome to another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. We've got the whole gang here. The gang's back together again. And we're, uh, thanks for the sound effects, guys. That really, I feel like, made it special. And on this episode, we're excited for our special guest, Eileen. She emailed us. She's a fan of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm really excited and can't wait to tell my stories. Thank Ooh. you, Eileen. Just kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You probably never get that. And I also get um, Eileen like a cholo. What? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but <Awesome>. I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, how did you hear about Real Hauntings? So I actually was new to podcasts, but a friend of mine, um, she wa- she hears murder and mystery. Mm-hmm. And so I started hearing that for a while, but then I was kind of wandering, searching to see if there was anything else that interested me. And that's when I thought about um, ghost stories because I love to tell ghost stories. I love to hear ghost stories. So um, that's how I came across you. I did have to click through a few, um, but what caught my what caught my attention to yours was that um, you were doing live interviews rather than just like reading off either a script or reading off, off off the web. So that's what really attracted me the most. That's really cool Ooh. to hear. Okay, two <laughs> questions. One, our, our favorite question on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being you believe in every single ghost in the whole world, zero meaning you do not believe. Where do you fall? I am definitely a 10. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Have you always I, been a 10? Oh, yeah. And that's just because I love horror movies. I love ghost stories and because of my experiences. Um, so it's never changed. I've always been a 10. 
the episodes you've listened to, are there any that you identify with? And you're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of my stories and what I've been through. There was this one episode that um, she mentioned she was like having like paralysis and she had saw like a shadow at the end of her bed. Mm. And th- that one I can relate to because of like my sister with her paralysis or um, uh, my father too has mentioned them too. So that one definitely is one that I can relate to. Um, but I feel like they're all very similar in a way. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But yeah, yeah they're no, all no. unique, but there's there seems to be enough of a thread yeah. with the stories that makes at least makes me go like, okay, wait, are ghosts real? How are these people having so many similar yeah. experiences? Yeah. That reminds me of the the woman we interviewed who went into sleep paralysis and like her old nanny was like playing with her toes or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the one you were talking about, Eileen? <laughs> no, there was this other one. Um, and I I I'm re-listening to your podcast because like I said, I'm a fan. I love it. Um, and I can't get myself to hear anything else. Um, so I'm re-listening again. And I it was probably like in 2020. Um, I just can't remember um like the title of the uh of the podcast, but um That's yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. But the ones that I really look forward to love and I can re-listen again to is Devin's um stories. Yeah, oh, I love. Yeah, Devin is definitely the fan favorite. I feel like so many fans come on and and we hear that the stories that are mentioned, which I agree completely, especially the last time those stories were, you, you can't not listen to those and and not be impacted by that journey. I feel like. Yeah. 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 Or I think Nick's mom, is that the one that? Yes. Yeah. Nick's that's mom. another one that I can, I would never, you see, I remembered Nick's mom. <laughs> I would never forget. Yeah. Yeah. Mabel in the whirlpool. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Mabel. Um, Well, awesome. Well, enough down memory lane. I know our audience is excited to hear about your stories and I have the benefit of reading the email, but I won't spoil it for everybody. So why don't you kind of start us uh, with that early haunting that you mentioned? Yeah. So the one that I can remember, like the first one that I could remember that I experienced was was probably we had just moved into our house um our for- first home and i think i was around 8 to 9 years old and um because the house did require a lot of um remodeling especially like out in the yard uh, my father had um created like this like wooden crate for uh, my dogs the back of the door to go out to the yard and there was like this little shaft where we had our um washer and dryer and on the other side was a concrete wall which was my bedroom it would end a little a little further out than the shaft so then my dad just put like this wooden like pallet so the dogs wouldn't get through and um one night um one night they kept I kept hearing my dogs barking I was asleep and they woke me up and I kept hearing them barking and I laid there for a while trying to see if like I heard anything um you know um, unfortunately I lived in a very sketchy area so just was waiting to see if I heard anything and uh, I heard them running around in their crate barking and running around and that's when um, I heard like someone was running with them and it sounded like a like a person like a person was actually running with them mm-hmm. but 
um, what kind of threw me off was that as soon as um, my dogs got to the end of that wooden pallet, they stopped running. But of course, they continued barking. But whatever was running just ran straight around to where my bathroom was at. I couldn't go to I couldn't go to bed afterwards because it was impossible. Like someone would have had to like either jump over the wooden pallet or I would have heard something in between that in order for them to have gone fully around the building, around the home. So that was the first time that I ever experienced anything. Um, didn't think much of it. I kind of like wondered like, who knows, maybe it was a, a raccoon or it was something that sounded like a, like foot, uh, footprints um, running or footsteps running, but um, never thought anything of it um, afterwards. So that was my very first one. Sorry, I just wanted to ask a uh, clarifying. So when you heard the footsteps running, did you have your eyes on like that area and you just, you didn't see any? Or no, heard- I, I laid in bed just trying to hear and like listen what was going on. Gotcha. Um, but okay. did not um, bother to like get up and like look or um, mm-hmm. look out the window or anything because I was eight, nine years old. Um, yeah. So I was like, no, I'll lay here. And I did. I laid there throughout the whole entire night. Uh, didn't go to sleep. Just waiting to hear, waiting to see if I were, I was going to hear anything else. Yeah, I know. I don't think I would have looked being that age. I probably would have crawled under the bed to try to get away. <laughs> no, I think that's the worst place to hide under the bed. <laughs> get out of there. So Eileen, you had that happen. Did you tell your parents about it or did you just keep it to yourself? I didn't. I kept it to myself. Um, didn't mention anything because um, one, my mom is a scary cat. She does not like anything that's horror. Um, and my father, well, he's just like, oh, it's nothing. You're fine. You didn't hear anything. So I didn't even bother. Now, the, the dog we hear right now, is that one of the dogs that was running on the pallet? No, unfortunately, um, that's not, um, that's my one-year-old Gigi, and I'm pretty sure that's why she's barking, because she can hear you. (laughs) So Eileen, you heard that experience, but then you had an experience when you actually saw something. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So um, I was about 18 years old. I went to go visit family in Connecticut um, from my dad's side. And uh, my, I'm really close to my baby brother. We are 15 years apart. My mom called me and she was like, hey, maybe before you go to sleep today, give your brother a call, um, talk with him and see if um, what's going on. Cause he keeps um, crying at night saying he wants you to return. And so I did, um, I gave him a call and he mentioned that he was scared to sleep in my room because he felt as if the restroom knob kept like moving at night and he kept saying something wants to come out and I'm like what are you like what are you talking about and he's like yeah something wants to come out and at the time he was probably like what like I was like 18 he was probably like four or five and I was like hey um everything's fine you're gonna be fine like don't worry and he kept saying like no like come back come back I thought, oh, well, it's fine. Like, he just probably wants me to go back. Like, it, it, he's just being a kid. Um, he misses me. He wants me back. Um, well, when I returned, um, at that time, we were very, uh, we were Christians. Um, my mom was really into Christianity. Um, and at a point, so was I. And when I got home, um, I 
put him to bed. I went, took him to bed and we prayed before he went to sleep. And once he fell asleep, um, I walked out of the room. I grabbed like a cup of water or something, or I probably told my mom like, hey, he's down already. Like, I'm going to go to sleep. And when I came back into the bedroom, because mm-hmm. mind you, he still, he, he liked sleeping, sleeping with me. As I entered the, the doorway, I kept seeing like something, a dark, like a dark figure on, from the corner of my eye. The room just felt tense. It felt different from when I had first stepped out. I ignored it. I didn't even bother acknowledging it or anything. And I kept walking. I finally got in bed. And when I got in bed and I finally looked up to the corner, like it was gone. Ignored it. Didn't think anything of it again. I was like, okay, no, I was probably tired. It's fine. But then a few days later, my sister, um, I'm usually the last one to go to sleep. And I kept hearing her like grunting from her in, in, in her bed. Um, Cause we used to share bedrooms. And so I got up calling her name and I'm like walking towards the bed and she finally woke up as soon as like I was at the end of her bed and I had touched her and mm-hmm. she woke up and that's when she's like, she yelled my name. As soon as I called out to her and I touched her, she yelled my name and she's like, oh my God, dude. Like I just saw, I was, I was sleeping, but I was awake. I saw you walking over to me I knew you were reading your book and I tried yelling for you but I you couldn't hear me I couldn't speak I couldn't move I couldn't do anything there was there's there I saw this black figure at the end of the bed and I felt as if it was draining me and I'm like what do you mean and she's like yeah like I felt like it was draining me and I told her well the reason why I got up to check on you was because you were like grunting in your sleep so I wanted to see if you were okay um, and she's a scaredy cat. She hates these things. It's not the first time that it's happened. Um, since then she's had them. I know the last time that she had them was probably like a few weeks ago. This was the very first time that she had experienced it and, um, mentioned a black shadow at the end of her bed. That time I did tell my dad, we did talk to my dad about it. And that's when he did mention that from time to time he would wake up in the middle of the night and he would see like this black figure at the end of his bed. But my dad doesn't really, I feel like he believes, but he doesn't want to believe. So he just ignores them and he like went back to sleep. Right. Yeah. So it, it was the first time, like I said, um, since then that we, I, I had experienced that. I've seen that. And then my sister, a couple of days later, has an experience with a black shadow as well. Did you have something like pushed down on your chest or pushed down yeah. on top of you? Yeah. So uh, then a few days after that happened with my sister, um, I was getting in bed. I literally had just turned off the lights, turned around, put my, threw my blanket over me and I was getting ready to go to sleep when I felt like something got on me and was like pushing me down on the bed. And I, once again, cause I was really religious at the time. I, the first thing that came to me was okay pray start praying and um I did I started praying in Spanish I prayed um loud enough so that I wouldn't wake anyone up but loud enough for whatever was on me could could hear and as soon as I finished praying that sensation went away and then that's when I got out of bed and um looked around and didn't see anything but had that experience wow yeah you recall when that happened were were you feeling like some kind of way that day like like did you just kind of have like this eerie 
dread feeling throughout the day or did this just kind of happen out of the blue? Yeah, no, nothing. I wasn't feeling any, like nothing out of the blue or um, anything different. Um, just my regular routine on before going to bed, I was reading a, a book and um, I'm usually the last one to go to bed always. Um, and yeah, I turned off the lights and I immediately, as soon as I turned those lights off and I got comfortable in bed and threw my blanket over, that was when it happened. Yeah. And is there any history of traumatic events in that home that you're aware of? You know what? I did try looking into it. I didn't find anything. Um, but a uh, house down from my house, um, there was this like old historical building. I'm from Wilmington, California. And I guess that there was a war that happened there. And the building that was a house down from mine um, was a building where the soldiers kept like their weapons. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a tunnel that leads from that building onto like a block away there's like this Kimberly I can't I forgot the name but they turn it into a museum and um, they talk about like the war that happened there and they say that there's a tunnel that leads from that building over to that other building which was what the soldiers used to do, um, use to um, get by and like travel um, during the war. yeah mm -hmm. interesting yeah I, th I think it's fascinating how we all have this illusion or idea that the only people that experience hauntings are ones that the homes are either super old or people have passed in them or some kind of trauma took place in them where time and time again, Kat, JJ and I hear the opposite where people are just like, oh no, it's a new home or nothing's ever happened here that I'm aware of. Or like you stated, you know, maybe something happened pretty close to the house or led under the house. So I think that's a good lesson for our audience. Like, Hey, look, if you want a haunting, don't be discouraged if, yeah. you know, you don't live in the, um, the, the Amneville horror house, you know, that's a great real estate pitch now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I try my best trying to, trying to find some new side hustles, you know, get some of that passive income that yeah. I hear so much about. Well, for a lot of us, myself included, for the most part, any hauntings or alleged hauntings I might've experienced kind of ended when I was a kid. Now that wasn't the case for you. So can you tell us about what happened to you and your husband? Yeah. So um, when my husband and I were dating, once again, we're late birds. So we were up at night um, watching uh, a movie. During that time, my sister was very, was going through like this rebellious stage. So um, it was probably like around two, three in the morning. Our sofa is here. And then there's like two windows right behind us. And I don't know where we hear my sister having a full-on conversation with someone outside. So um, I was at home. I'm the oldest. So I was babysitting and um, my mother was at work. So the first thing that I thought was, oh, she is trying to sneak out. Um, we can hear her. And um, my husband did peek out the window to see and he, he didn't see anything without like scaring them off to see if yes, indeed, she was out there. Um, but as uh, soon as like we kept hearing her have like this conversation and we only heard her, we didn't hear the other individual. We only heard her voice. Um, he ran outside to like catch her. And I, my thought was, oh, okay, well, he's going to run outside. She's going to hear him and she's going to want to run back to the backyard to get back into her room. I'm going to catch her in the act. So I ran to her bedroom 
and um, she was dead asleep. And in front of her door, the door leading to the um, backyard, uh, she had um, she had done laundry that day, and she's really lazy. And if she hears this, I'm so sorry, but she's really lazy. <laughs> and she left her laundry bags um, in the front, in front of the door. So it would have been difficult for her to have rushed inside immediately without me hearing her like struggle and like gone into bed to pretend like she was sleeping. So I totally get your sister. <laughs> yeah. And Kat, you can relate. You're going through your rebellious phase now, right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you hear how she was like, I am. <laughs> I Oh, I am. Am I? I just feel like anytime somebody's like, Kat, you're so nice. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be mean now. Yeah, I am mean. Yeah. <laughs> so mean. I'm very mean. I do say that a lot, but not anymore because nobody, I'm not socializing with people. Yeah, we don't see people anymore. So. <laughs> I think I just like. Because you're so mean. I was yeah. raised People to be, avoid us. I was raised to be like a really intense people pleaser. So I just come off as really nice. But when I come home, I am really mean. <laughs> no, you're not mean. You're, but you're, you're much more assertive than when we like first started dating. The other day, Kat was like, my favorite thing to do is when a man's walking down the sidewalk and like coming my way, I don't move out of his way. <laughs> Especially at airports, y'all. Y'all gotta try it. I'm telling you. No, I, I get it. You know what I mean, Eileen? There's no room in their in their minds. Gosh, we're gonna get another comment that's like, cat hates men. Uh, <laughs> you ain't moving for anybody on the plane train. That's your plane train. <laughs> I'm just saying there's they, they I just feel like some men. And, and this is, you know, something to work on, which is, you know, I just don't think it was like really taught to them their whole lives to like, oh, watch out, like take up less space. So when they're walking and have something important to do, of course, you got to go get what you got to do done, like go do it. But like, if there's a person in front of you, maybe step out of the way or like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. I will walk. Sorry. I, I know this is ghost podcast. I'm so sorry. Eddie. <laughs> I will literally like walk down the hall of an airport and I, it's like six men in a row. I can just like, they will run straight into me. Yeah. And none of them have phased through her. So we know that they are not ghosts. They're not ghosts. <laughs> just assholes. But anyways, yeah. I just challenge myself to be like, don't move for anyone. See? Yeah. I mean, I, might fall on the ground someday but no. I did that with a bus one time and the guy yelled at me but um yeah I think you should move out of the way for a bus oh I um I didn't get the joke at first Noah you know what you're so funny <laughs> it feels it feels like I'm really funny tonight this episode of the real hauntings real ghost stories podcast is brought to you by wild grain hey everyone it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about wild grain our last shipment of wild grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner and I'm not gonna lie I'm right there with him and honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgreen.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgreen.com hauntings. That's wildgreen.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So that's a that's a super freaky story. I mean, it's one thing just to hear, like JJ was saying, like, you know, something that maybe could be contributed to pipes or maybe an old house with like creaky noises. It's another thing to hear audible speaking that two people recognize as another human being. And then you go to seek that person out and they're dead asleep in their bed. I mean, how did you guys rationalize that? What, what did you interpret that as? Um, we couldn't. And like, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm glad that you were here with me because if I would have been alone, everybody would have thought I was crazy. He isn't that into um, like scary stories or horror like I am, but he definitely was shocked that night to have experienced that because it's just hard to explain like how, and we tried, <laughs> we tried to come to a logical explanation, but we couldn't. And then my sister, the next day when she, we were um, out in the kitchen, I, I told her, I was like, Hey, be honest with me until this day as grownups that we are like, Hey, like, tell me the truth. Did you like, how, were you out at that time? She's like, no, like, and why do you keep hearing me or why am I experiencing this stuff? So yeah, it's, did she just throw her dirty clothes at you when you keep questioning her? Oh, no, no, I no, she wouldn't dare. (laughs) (laughs) Is she she, like spooked out by that, or like, yeah, she believes? No, she's a scaredy cat. She, um, she can't go to sleep on her own. Um, she has a, a son, and whenever he's like away, um, to at his um dad's house. She'll ask me if my daughter can sleep with her because she hmm. hates sleeping alone. She's a scaredy cat. She hates it. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's it's odd that she ex- experiences this stuff, but she just hates it. She doesn't like talking about it or anything. Well, Kat and JJ, you both have siblings. Have you ever had a situation like that where you thought you heard them and then you couldn't find them or they were somewhere else? I don't. I can't think of a situation where I've been like, I hear my brother. I must go find him. I like, we just didn't have that relationship. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so I cannot specifically speak to my sisters. They were uh, out of the house by the time I was like 13. So I don't have a lot of memories before that of not fighting with them. Um, so you're my, the baby in the family. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. I'm the baby. I do recall my mom telling me this quite often when I was like little, little, I mean, what I moved when I was six, so six and younger. If I was upstairs, we all slept upstairs. All of our rooms were upstairs. And I could not go to sleep unless my door was open, my parents' doors were open, and I could like see the, their feet on the ends of their bed. Like I was huh. that paranoid as a six-year-old, I guess. I've never heard this before, but I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> and then when I was 13, we lived in a new house, and I was the only one upstairs, and both of my sisters had gone to college by then. My parents said, and I remember some of this because <laughs> I was 13. Um, I couldn't stay upstairs by myself for a good long time. And my 13 year old butt stayed on a cot on the floor of my parents' room or in their closet for months. Kat, you want to know something? No. I I did the same thing. You did? (gasps) I never tell anybody that, but I had the same experience. And my dad always brings it up as it's ha ha ha. Whenever I would start dating somebody new, he'd be like, oh, well, you know used to sleep in the our bedroom when he was this day and i'd be like oh my god my mom would get so mad at him i hate that he responds that way but but know that as a child you are seen and heard to have those emotions and had felt the need to stay in there because it's nothing to be ashamed of yeah yeah i mean i shared a bedroom with my two brothers until i was like 11 i think and then we moved and we could all have our own room and that was like super exciting so I feel like having to share a room with someone for so long I was just I like I'm never gonna see you guys again and <laughs> like just shut the door. that's so funny uh, so yeah Eileen I know in your email you said that you had another experience and this one involved your husband and your dad is that right yes yeah and this one was also during the day it wasn't like late at night or anything it was during the day we were at home next to my bed. There's, there's a window and my uncle had his um, car parked there all the time. And it's a Toyota. I think it's a Tundra. Yeah. What we, we were, I was watching TV. My husband was sleeping and my father was in his bedroom watching TV. I don't know where we hear this like bang and it's the exact same bang as if like someone were to land on the hood of a truck. So we immediately ran outside and we do, we have dogs. We never heard like our dog bark or have any like reaction to it. Like we were the ones, all three of us, we at at the same time, we ran out the door to see what was going on. And there was no dents on the hood. Um, There was nothing there, no one there. Um, We looked under the car, we looked around the property and nothing. Our fence, it was a concrete fence with, and it was probably like six something, six and a half um, tall. So I'm sure it would have probably been difficult for someone to have climbed over or anything like that without us like not seeing a glance of him or her. Um, but what shocked us the most was that the car looked as if like it had no damages, no dent or anything, but it sounded like it landed like from our roof down onto the vehicle. Yeah, it, it was crazy. So I had that happen while I was driving and it was a squirrel oh. <laughs> and oh, okay. it, it lived, it was fine, but it, it like, I literally, I saw it and I was, as I was driving, I was running along a, a telephone wire and then I turned and it, it fell off the wire and I heard this loud boom on the top of the car and it didn't 
it didn't connect with me at first. Like, oh, it's, you know, the squirrel. Cause I'm not used to seeing squirrels fly out of the air. <laughs> and uh, I got out of the car and then I saw it on the ground and I love squirrels. And I was so sad because I thought it was, you know, dead. And yeah. it just got up and like shook it, shook it off and then just ran off. It freaked me out. But anyway. Uh, no, I bet. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe it maybe it was that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't see anything <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. My rare JJ uh, brain comparison <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> usually i feel like i'm the one trying to confirm all the stories yeah that is creepy though that all three of you heard it and then couldn't find any evidence and then you said you had one more thing happen in your your new home yes so two more we are now in riverside california we moved out here about four years ago in 2017 since that last experience with the car i didn't experience anything else didn't have anything going on until we moved into this house the first few nights we were sleeping on with the mattress on the ground. We had rug in our bedroom. My husband would leave, wake up like around four or five in the morning to go to work. And one morning, I remember waking up, saying bye to him. And then I went back um, to lay down. I had placed my phone right next to the mattress on the ground. I, I fell asleep. But then I woke up because I kept hearing like a kid was running. Mm-hmm how it sounds when you run like on a rug mm -hmm. and I have um at that time my daughter was probably I, I have two daughters so my one of my daughters the oldest was probably like I want to say three and then the youngest one was two so um I my first thought was oh they're awake they're running around like uh, I gotta get up make sure that they don't get hurt and so I heard as if like a little kid was running like across the room so um when I woke up there was nothing there they were actually laying in bed with me and they were asleep and my phone was no longer like next to my bed it was actually it, it looked like it got kicked off kicked out to like the door um and I was like what is going on like did I did I actually just hear that and I woke up and I ran across the room to see if what I heard was running um, and I, and it, I compare, I compared it and yeah, it sounded like someone was running in the room, but they were light. It was lighter than like me, my running. Um, so I figured, okay, it has, it had to be a kid, but both of my kids were asleep. Um, I told my husband the next day and he's like, you're crazy. Like you didn't hear anything. You were sleeping. You're over exaggerating, but I'm a light sleeper. Like I hear everything. Um, I don't even sleep. I think I wake up every two to three hours if I hear my kids coughing to go check on them. Um, so um, yeah, no, it, I, I, I told them, I was like, no, like I know what I heard and it, it happened. Okay, he didn't believe me. A few days later, um, the same thing, early in the morning, he goes off to work. I say bye to him. I go back and lay down. But this time my kids were sleeping with me. I felt like a like as if like a little kid was getting like a small little kid was getting on me to like get off the bed. And my assumption was, oh, okay, like my daughter wants to wants to get off the bed. Um, so I thought it was her. But then I woke up and she was sleeping. Both of them were asleep. And um nothing. There was nothing there. And I told my husband again, didn't believe me. Well, my uncle came to visit us from um, Guatemala. 
And um, one night while he was here, um, he he said he heard um, a little kid running in the hallway. And my uncle has a thing, like, he sees apparitions a lot. And I just found out about this a couple of months ago um, when I sat down and talked to my dad um, about everything. And um, he actually sees apparitions more. Um, he's talked about seeing like his mother and all these crazy stories. And he confirmed that he heard a little kid running in the hallway. Um, and he told uh, my husband and I the next morning when we woke up and he asked like, hey, were the kids out running? And I think um, it was around 11 at night. And I'm like, no, like they were asleep. We were in bed. Um, no one was out there running. And he's like, no, I could have sworn I heard little kids running in the hallway. And I had thought it was your kids, mm -hmm. but they, they weren't, they really weren't. And I'm glad that he confirmed what I was experiencing because he too, like I said, he mentions that it was, he heard little kids running in the hallway. But after that incident, haven't heard or felt anything else since then. But it's, and once again, I looked to see if anything had happened here in the property, but nothing came up. However, I know that um, before we purchased um, this house and before it got remodeled in Riverside, the houses have um, lots. So we have a big lot. It's about an acre big. It used to be a, a home where like, homeless or kids used to like camp out in I don't know if if no one reported or anything if something happened um, but that's the only thing that I was able to find from like the neighbors asking around if they knew anything about the home or what had happened to the, like the previous owners but um yeah no after that incident didn't have any other other experience and haven't had one since well, I'm curious about this and it's something we should probably start asking our, our fans that are guests that come on that I, I just never have. Are there any questions that you have for us after listening to the podcast? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. I know you've mentioned that you've had experiences with um, like your kids toys and all mm -hmm. that. Yep. Like, how's that going? Like has that stopped? Has it yeah. So I haven't heard any other noises with like things moving or anything of that nature. Now this, I don't know if I really heard this or not, but my brain tells me I did. So I was in our TV room and it was me and the dogs. Everybody else is asleep. And I heard what sounded like a faint woman's voice in the room over. I and the dogs all turned and looked that way. But I don't know if the dogs looked that way because I did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was like an uh, an impression and you may be able to hear my dog walking uh in the kitchen now but i don't know if it was because i looked they looked or if we all heard it uh, but no other tvs were on in the other room i mean the house was dead silent because everybody else was asleep and yeah i don't know what that was that was about a week ago maybe and i haven't had anything else happen then but but yeah no more toy stuff which is good my kid actually just had surgery to get tubes put into his ears and it has been like life-changing for him. He is just uh, a happy little camper because he has had so many ear infections. I think it's been a big relief. Yeah, I don't know. I'll keep everybody posted. It's it's So far, it hasn't been anything that feels really threatening or anything. And it, it, again, it could just be a figment of my imagination. I don't know, um, but we'll see. You know, I do tend to take a melatonin about an hour before I go to sleep. So maybe it's just like some funky melatonin stuff going on. But yeah, that was a little weird. It it didn't sound like the voice we hear on the podcast. I mean, it just sounded like a woman in the background is being like, 
like that. So I don't know. Crazy though. What about you, um, Kat and JJ? Have you guys had anything? Not really. Not since uh, not not since the like weird whispery voice that comes on the podcast every now and then. But I don't think it's it's been a while. I think since that's mm-hmm. happened. So yeah. We just adopted a blind cat. Her uh-huh. name is Cece. She came yeah. with that name. Uh, and she's currently living downstairs in our in our room downstairs so we can slowly integrate her into being friends with with Matt, our other cat. So I'm curious to see because she's blind. So like we can literally just stand there and she'll just she'll hear any she can hear the woman walking two floors above us it's insane yeah like she acts like any other cat and she's so cute and has a great personality and she was born like that so she like doesn't know any different so um, i'm wondering if she'll like ever turn to weird things that we don't hear cat have you had any more sleep paralysis where what was it you said to jj and he was just like oh that's cute i'm going into the void yeah. I, haven't, but I, I love that. that's one of my favorite moments on the podcast yeah i remember I'm going, that i'm going into the void okay bye I, I yeah me too night so with oh, that good. i'm noah daniels i'm jj i'm cat and i'm eileen Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.